Welcome everyone to the Garden Nerd Tip of the Week podcast, where garden nerds from around the world talk shop, share stories, and offer their favorite tip. I'm your host, Christy Wilhelmy. Today, we're talking about trees. My guest, Dan Lamb, is the Chief Executive Officer of the Arbor Day Foundation, which, in case you don't know, has helped to plant and distribute almost 500 million trees globally in the last five decades. In fact, this year is their 50th anniversary. Dan has been working in the field of conservation for more than two decades, and he's the co-author of the new book, Now is the Time for Trees, which I just finished reading yesterday. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks for having me, Christy. At the beginning of 2022, you became the Arbor Day Foundation's third in its history CEO, but you've been working with the foundation for 17 years. So I'm curious to know what drew you to trees in the first place? Well, you know, everybody loves trees. So that, that's, that's probably the best part about my job is everybody loves trees. So it's not hard getting people to embrace what we do. But I will tell you, it's my parents that instilled the tree planter ethic in me. They, they instilled the conservation ethic, the appreciation of the outdoors, the gardening ethic. Even though I'm not a great gardener, my mom was passionate about planting trees. She knows more about trees than I do. So I really, really credit my parents but then also just the positivity of the work we get to do. There are so many challenges facing us every single day. And to get to come to work every day and talk about planting trees, is it's, it's positive and inspiring. And uh, it's really rewarding. So I'm thankful to have this job. You know, you've made me think of something because you said everybody loves trees, but not everybody sees trees. There's this thing called tree blindness. And I didn't really know about it until a few years ago, really, that it was an actual thing, but it's when people don't see or notice the trees around them. Can you talk a little bit about that? A little bit. And I don't claim to be an expert in it, but uh, you know, trees frame our lives. They are the backdrop of our lives. They, uh, they, frame our neighborhoods, our experiences in so many ways. And so unfortunately, sometimes they get taken for granted. And one of our biggest challenges at the Arbor Day Foundation is making sure trees are seen as a must have, not just a nice to have. Mm -hmm. And so it's making sure people appreciate the trees that are around them, bringing them so many benefits. And do you, I assume you surround yourself with trees where you live, but let's not, I, let's hear a little bit about where you live and what your uh, habitat, if you will, looks like for our listeners. You bet. So I, I, li- I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska, moved away for several years and moved back here to work for the Arbor Day Foundation. Nebraska is the home of Arbor Day. And we live in a neighborhood that is, you used to be agricultural lands uh, uh, just on the outskirts of town. And so we had this blank slate opportunity with my kids and my wife to plant a lot of trees uh, around our house. And so we have some river birch because we wanted some fast growing trees. We have uh, uh, one of my favorite trees is this bald cypress that just grows straight and tall and beautiful. Um, We've got a red, beautiful red maple in the front. Uh, We actually have a simmer and ash tree in the backyard that was planted many years ago that we're still treating. to prevent it dying from the emerald ash borer. Mm. Um, and I've helped a lot of my neighbors plant trees as well. When they found out I worked for the Arbor Day Foundation, everybody's knocking on our door asking for <laughs> advice. And I so, imagine. And, and that's fun. And when I have a tree that fails, 
I have to remove it in the dark of night so as to not tarnish my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have lived that. I've lived that as a vegetable garden expert when, you know, the tomatoes are covered with blight and have to go out into the trash. We just do that at a quiet time during the day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. So, in, in, and I, and I kill houseplants. So I'm guessing you probably have failures too. Just so. <laughs> We do. And I will tell you, I'm not a huge gardener. My mom was religious about it. And I have worked in that garden picking weeds. That's probably why I'm not a huge gardener. But mm -hmm. my neighbors are huge gardeners. And so I'm the and I'm hugely supportive of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm the recipient of uh, bushels of apples and I mean, I mean, uh, tomatoes and cucumbers and all kinds of uh, uh, wonderful fruits and vegetables throughout the entire season. Nice. And you're oh. One more question before we move on, because I you said apples and I thought, do you include fruit trees as a must have for people or is that a want to have? It's a great question. It is a must have. I will mm -hmm. tell you, we just planted a whole bunch of trees down in Miami, Florida, in a neighborhood where uh, people don't always want trees, but they want fruit bearing trees. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's a must to have. If that's the kind of tree that is going to help get people to, to, to appreciate the value, even if they just want the fruit, they're still getting the carbon sequestration, they're still getting some shade, they're still getting a lot of benefits. And so I absolutely include fruit trees and nut trees as really important trees. I'm glad to hear you say that because that's how I feel about it too. And you know, for those of us who are all about the food, it's like why plant anything that doesn't produce food? But it's it's we'll get to carrying capacity in a minute. That's a later question. So I imagine that your book, Now is the Time for Trees, came about because it's the 50th anniversary of the Arbor Day Foundation. It shares how pretty much Every environmental issue can be solved or helped by planting trees. I think most of us are like, for God's sake, plant trees. It's, it's like, it just fixes so many things. So can you share a little bit about the findings described in the book, things that you discovered along your path of writing this? Absolutely. So the 50th anniversary was definitely one of the reasons why we wanted to do the book is, but the other reason is we want to inspire people to be tree planters and affirm those people who are tree planters that they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so there's something in this book for everybody. There's lots of information about the power of trees. So there's, you know, there's great research that talks about how tree-lined boulevards and parks can reduce daytime temperatures by up to 10 degrees Fahrenheit, creating cooler cities. Neighborhoods with high tree density report up to 25% lower childhood asthma rates. Mm -hmm. The neighborhoods that don't have high tree density creating healthier neighborhoods. There's just a power of trees, and we talk about that, but we also celebrate historic and iconic trees in this book. The beautiful sequoias that are unfortunately under threat right now in California. Right. Yep. The amazing live oaks in the southern, southeastern part of the United States and the southern parts of the U.S. These iconic trees like the survivor trees in Oklahoma City and, and the 9-11 memorial that are bringing hope and healing still to people today uh, and then, of course, we dig into the how-to, how to plant, what to plant, where to plant. And it, it's fun. We're trying to make sure people know in this book. The reason I wrote this book is to make sure people know that in this trying time, where sometimes people scratch their head wondering what can they do to be a part of the solution, it's plant trees. It and really it's, not a, it's not a silver bullet, but gosh darn it, it really does help. Yes. And 
This brings up another question that I have, or really a statement that there's a huge difference in the carrying capacity of a mature tree versus a new tree, which is an argument for not cutting down old trees. But as the saying goes, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So what should people know before they choose a tree for their property, given that information? Well, that's a great question. And, and you know, trees don't live forever. Uh, most of them just don't. I was just in the Morton Arboretum in Chicago this week, and they have brilliant, beautiful oak trees that unfortunately are, have, are living out their life. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to be thinking about generations of trees and, and making sure that we're keeping not just diversity in tree species, but, but a generational um, consistency. Um, but when you're going to plant a tree, it really depends on what are you looking for? Are you looking for beautiful fall color or wonderful spring flowers? Are you looking for shade for your home to reduce your energy usage and turn your air conditioner down on hot summer days? Are you looking for a privacy wall, uh, a natural privacy wall to help create a barrier between you and your neighbors who you love, but you may not want to see every single moment of the day? Are you looking for a windbreak on those hot winter days? It really depends on what you're looking for. And then when you've decided what you want, what, why you want a tree, then you want to make sure you pick the right tree, the right tree for your hardiness zone, where you live in the country or around the world. And, uh, and we, we always encourage people to think carefully about what they're planting. You don't want to plant a palm tree in Michigan. Uh, you <laughs> want to plant the right tree in the right place. And it's always great to get local advice from a local arborist, a local nursery. You know, go to those local experts who know better than I do what works in your neighborhoods. We can give a lot of good advice in our book. But it's always great to get local advice also. Right. And I know that, well, so you mentioned that trees don't live forever. All of the palm trees that were planted 100 years ago here in California are now dying because that's pretty much their lifespan. Uh, and also during the drought that we've been having, uh, Los Angeles has lost more than 150 million trees, I think it was. I can't remember the number exactly. It was a lot. It was a lot of trees. And so this is the time where I've been encouraging people to go plant native species, California pepper, California oak, California, you know, everything, the acacias that are somewhat Mexico natives, but they, they tend to do well here, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and they also support the habitats of species. So that's, is that something else that you consider when you're planting trees in an area? Absolutely. Um, th th that's one of the biggest reasons why some people plant trees is to create homes for songbirds and squirrels and that sort of thing. But you bring up a really good point also, depending on where you live, you may want to find those drought tolerant trees, mm -hmm. the trees that, can, that don't need excessive amounts of water in, in really water sensitive areas like many parts of California. Those are one of the things you wanna be paying attention to. Uh, but again, it's how are you planting a tree that's making a difference for your interests and then making sure, just knowing that that tree is having a broader impact on your neighbors and your community. Right. So let's talk about the right way to plant a tree, because you do go into detail about that in the book. So there's, there are several different things to think about, and there's loads of information in the book. There's even more information on our website at arborday.org. But you want to make sure you find the right spot for your tree based on what you're looking for. Um, and then make sure you call 811 before you start digging. Just be <laughs> safe. Don't make a mistake. It's not worth it. 
Call 811. It's a national hotline before you start digging into your ground. And then make sure you pick the right species, as we talked about, for your region. If you're going to take the time, invest the money and the energy, find the right tree for your, for your area to make sure it thrives. Then you can start digging. And then you want to make sure that you're, you're digging a hole, a proper depth, and a proper width. You want to give those roots a chance to, to thrive and survive. Uh, we don't encourage a bunch of, uh, a bunch of uh, additives to the soil. This tree is going to have to live in the soil that it's in. Unless you're doing really professional structured soils, it's going to have to live with what it's in. So make sure you don't plant it too deep. Make sure you plant it, dig the hole wide enough so that there's loose soil so that the trees and the roots can start to take off. There's all kinds of other tips I could give, but um, and then you got to water the thing. You can't. You got to plant. You can't plant it and walk away. These are living things. Uh, don't plant it in the middle of summer. Don't plant it in the middle of winter if you can avoid it. Plant in the spring or the fall, and uh, and take care of it. Make sure you keep it pruned up. Uh, you know these are these are living things, and there's little things you can do to make sure it has a really healthy start. And then it will bring just benefits and joy for years to come. One of the things you mentioned is not using amendments in the soil, because I know street trees and all of that really want the, the native soil. But what do people do when they have really compacted or poor draining soil? How do you, what do you recommend they do? Well, so there, there are a number of things you can do. And, and one of the things I honestly would encourage is if you've got really compacted soil, if you've got if it's just hard to, to get anything to work there, you might want to think about getting help from a professional arborist, mm. get advice from a local nursery. Again, get some local expert advice because this, it's worth it. This is something that's going to be in your yard for the next 50 to 100 years. And it's a big investment. So make sure you do it right. And I, uh, we, we don't always encourage bringing in new soil for, for a tree planting, but there are times when people are gonna to wanna to make sure that they are giving their tree the best chance for success. And I always just encourage, if that's, if that's the case, if your soil is that compromised, get some professional advice. Right, okay. Yeah, I usually tell people that compost, mixing in compost helps bring in the microbes that break down and aerate soils so they can mix a little bit of that in. It's not gonna make the tree roots not want to grow out into right. the, beyond that area. You're not digging a hole and filling it with compost. You're mixing it into the native soil. So that helps right. a bit. Agreed. All right. Now I found one of your articles that you wrote featuring your top 11 tree jokes. Would you mind? They're hilarious. Would you mind sharing one of them? I, I, you bet. <laughs> uh, these are big winners anytime I have an audience with kids and I love sending them home with something to tell their parents. So, uh, here, here are a couple. Number one is, what is a pirate's favorite holiday? And it's Arbor Day, of course. <laughs> um, but one of my other favorites for the kids is, what is a tree's least favorite month? Oh. It's September. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kids love it. Of course. And, yeah. And so it, it's fun. It's a fun way to get kids engaged. These are great. I read them and I was like, these are like total dad jokes. They're perfect. Perfect, perfect jokes. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Now it is tip time. Do you have a favorite tip you'd like to share with the Garden Nerd audience? I do. You know what? When, when Lorraine Faulkner and I were writing this book together, um, we, were, we were sharing some different tips and ideas. 
And one that I want to share, and maybe it seems kind of obvious, and we talk about it in the book, but when you buy a tree at a nursery, it always comes with a tag. Uh, it's got, it tells you how high it's going to grow, how to take care of it, what kind of tree it is. And I think a lot of times people plant the trees, take the tags off and throw them away. Ah. And, then, and then they don't have their inventory. Right. And you, know, you, you, you want to have an inventory. So it's a simple little tip, but just keep the tag and put it in a little booklet, uh, put it in the garage, in a file, something like that. But keep the label because it helps to give you a reminder of what you've planted, uh, how tall it's going to get. If you're going to plant other trees around it, making sure that you're giving proper spacing. And also, I just think it's a it's almost like a photo album or a, a, a an inventory of what you've got. And um, if people have a lot of trees, it's fun to be able to reflect on that. And but inevitably, I know people forget what kind of species of a tree it is. So that that's my it's not a really complicated tip, but it's just it's a little thing. Clip it off for sure. Don't leave the tag on the tree. Right. Save the tag. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to people's houses and they have no idea what the the tree, even the fruit trees, like it's a citrus. We don't know what kind. Yeah. They have to wait for it to produce in order to know what it is because when it was planted, the gardener took the tag off and I, I always leave the tags in place. But yeah, so taking a picture of it or filing yeah. it away somewhere, perfect idea. And the thing is, you sound so smart to your friends when they ask. <laughs> right. And you're you're ready to you're able to rattle off the Latin name, how tall it's going to get, all the information from the tag. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that expert tip, Dan. I'm sure a lot of people will remember to put that into play right now as they think about planting trees this fall. And thank you also for being a guest on the podcast. How do people find you and the Arbor Day Foundation? Well, you can go to the Arbor Day Foundation's website at arborday.org. A-R-B-O-R-D-A-Y dot O-R-G. And there are loads of information about how to plant trees, what to plant, how to get involved in the Arbor Day Foundation and tree planting movement. I would invite anybody who wants to follow me around and know what I'm up to as I travel around the globe helping to plant trees. Uh, you can visit me on LinkedIn. Um, just look me up on LinkedIn or on Twitter. I'm at Dan Lamb, D-A-N-L-A-M-B-E. And uh, uh Again, I've got a great job. I get to talk about trees all the time and work with tree planters. And I'm happy to engage with any of your listeners uh, in any way. That's a great job. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Christy. I appreciate it. Congratulations, you've got a great podcast. Thank you. All right, garden nerds, you'll find a link to the Arbor Day Foundation's website this week. We'll also share links to Dan's new book and the rest of his top tree jokes. At, <laughs> at the website. That's it for this week. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit us for tons of free gardening information at gardennerd.com. Show your support for this podcast and the other free stuff on Garden Nerd by becoming a Patreon subscriber. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter under gardennerd1, on Facebook as gardennerd.com, and of course, our Garden Nerd YouTube channel. Happy gardening! <laughs>